Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes. And I said it, I thought I said it wrong. And the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? It's going pretty good. Been a lot of stuff coming out this week. Yeah. Ah, like we're gonna get into it it's gonna be a big episode if you felt last week was short this week should be uh just longer let's just let's not let's not cap ourselves it's gonna be a big episode lots to talk about and as always eddie we start with the banners some big ones this week we've got hero fest which we'll get to in a little bit that goes until the 18th so get on it if you have not yet Iken soren's battle is until the 20th of december new power part one and new power part two Two separate banners go until December 23rd. Ooh, Christmas Eve Eve. I'm excited. Uh, Eddie, as always, I want to start with you. How did your summoning go over the last week? Uh, Well, some of these uh, names might be, or at least one of these names might be a little confusing until later if you've been under a rock. Uh, But I did get a spare air in my free summon wheel. Um, And with the tickets, um, I was doing them every day. Uh, I... Never got Levin and Ophelia when they first came out, so uh, summoning on blue and uh, green as well as colorless, um, and held off diving too deep initially, trying for them uh, with the tickets, but I did get Ophelia from my free summon ticket wheel this morning, and decided to go ahead and dive in and manage to get Levin as well with another spare air. Uh, on the other banners, I did my free summons and got nothing of note. Uh, if there were any five stars, it was someone I already had, and it was like, and I forgot about it already. So, mm. yeah, um, I didn't get anything of note. However, we're, we're going to talk for those that are wondering. We're going to talk about tickets. We're going to talk about air. You know, later on in the show, in our in our book three chat and our update three chat. But I did not get Lewin when he came out, and I was going to. I was aiming for him, so I used my tickets, and uh, I did not get him. Green seems to be the toughest color for me, and I think on average it's the toughest well, color, right? Green, green is always, it has the highest chance of getting a five-star focus unit, Okay. but it also has the lowest chance of appearing on the wheel, period. Because oh. uh, it's still the case that green is the fewest, has the fewest number of heroes in that category. Uh, so they wait how often you'll get an orb based on how many heroes are in that uh, on under that color. Mm-hmm. So green orbs show up the least, but they have you know if you just do the calculations of when they show up, they technically have the highest chance to get a hero uh, focus hero from that oh. color, is from what I understand. Okay, so I I was getting a occasional so I was getting occasional greens when they when they were popping. I was using my free summon for Lewin, and then if colors colorless were popping, I was I was looking for air. But at the end of the day, um, I just used the tickets and, and jumped out because I I don't need either of them. Um, so I was kind of like no. I was cool just to to roll the dice, but go any further? No, I I did not. So I'm kind of waiting yeah. for other heroes to pop up. And you know I'm. Uh, it being a hero fest and a higher five uh, star focus banner, I figured it was one of the better chances to try for Ophelia and Levin since they, you know, didn't have any other pity breaks in the focus category. There were normal pity breaks, and I think at one point I might have gotten a random 
I think it was a Hinoka because there was no green or colorless in there. Mm-hmm. Or green or blue in there, and I got a random Hinoka. That's not bad. Uh, you know, yeah, Ooh. Kinchi Hinoka. In there, oh, so. Turkey Hinoka. Yes. Oh. I don't have any regular Hinoka. Regular Hinoka, I think, is a blue unit. Right, right. So. Uh, well, what about other stuff in the game? Again, like the big stuff we're going to be talking about just in a little bit here, but what about the rest of the game? Has there been anything else that, that we want to talk about in terms of modes and, and gameplay? Cause... Um, I'll admit, uh, other than doing the new chapters, which we'll discuss later, um, yeah. I've been kind of distracted. Yeah. I've been having a smashing time and uh, been distracted. I actually completely missed out on round two and round and round three of the voting gauntlet uh though i did eventually hop back in and find out that fjorm had won um i had finished forging bonds a week early from those lucky um hours and burning a bunch of uh stamina potions to churn up the uh rates and get a couple guy guys completed early Although it is getting a bit of a boost uh, in the next Forging Bond events, which, once again, we will discuss later. Yeah. Which seems to be the uh, topic or the, the theme for this week. Yeah. Well, let's not delay any further because, again, like I think a lot of this stuff uh, will make a better conversation when we're talking about the new and greatest content in Fire Emblem Heroes. So, But until then, let's talk about the events that are happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, first we gotta go over what's currently going on. Yeah. Um, once that once one. again. Go ahead. <laughs> yep. Once again, uh, since both of us are current are in Eastern time zone in the U.S., uh, all our time start and end dates that we give are based of all, based off of that time zone, which is 2 a.m. when the reset is here. Uh, so as always, we had a new arena battleground, tactic drill, rival domains, and a new ether raid, which was a uh, day delayed uh waiting for book three to start we have hero three heroes quests uh with olivia corn female and azama going on till the 20th we have book three chapter one and two quests uh going on till the 28th we normally don't mention those quest chains because they're just tied into the banners but this one's not tied into a banner so i figured we'd mention it uh, the Iconsoren Bound Hero Battle running till the 20th. The December or- Orb promo running up till Christmas. Uh, the Tap Battle Kingdom of Hoshido running till January 10th. And the login bonus for the Tempest Trial running through the 28th. Yeah, lots of stuff going on thanks to the 3.0 update. As for what's coming in the future, Tempest Trial Life is But Fleeting goes or starts on december 18th that's uh the special uh we also have a special heroes banner which we're going to talk about a little later plus a login bonus to go yes, alongside I believe it's that gifts of winter we found out is the name of that banner mm-hmm. the holiday banner is here and not an armored cape in sight from what i can recall uh login bonus as well starting on the 18th alongside all that other fun stuff grand hero battle revival linus Starts on December 20th, as well as three princesses quests on December 22nd. Do we, do we feel like that's going to be a, a Veronica Fiorm uh, uh, air type thing? Or or do you think it might be a Sharina Fiorm? Yeah, I was thinking it would be Sharina Fiorm in air. But they probably won't give us free copies of those, right? Again. Probably not. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, if we do, we'll finally get another uh, Sharina, which would be nice, but... It'd be pretty funny if that's how they did it. Just like, here's a random Sharina. Go nuts. But... Yep. Alas, uh, the moment you've been waiting for, folks, book three. There was a Fey channel earlier this week, followed by the update hitting shortly after. Book three is here, and with it, there is so much to unpack. Let's start with the stuff exclusive to the Fey channel. First up, we are finally getting beast units. So far, they have announced T-Burn from Radiant Dawn, Radiant Dawn in January. Uh, and the image also shows another beast unit that Serene's Forest believes to be Nela. If there are any others coming before that, we do not know just yet. But January is right around the corner, Eddie. And how do you feel about beast well, units? Uh, it's definitely nice to finally get them. Uh, some of those characters that people have been wanting and have been getting high up in the um, annual, or so far annual, uh, voting, the annual uh, Choose Your Hero Legends or Choose Your Heroes poll mm -hmm. are finally going to get their due. Um, I will note that uh, with the calendar finally showing up, it does appear that unless they decide to make a beast unit as part of the New Year's special heroes, uh, the Radiant Dawn banner will be uh, the first time we get any beast units, as well as the next story chapter. So, uh, because we just have special heroes up until that starts yeah. in early January. Yeah, the cool thing, so. they showed the beast unit, and you saw how he would transform every other turn. It wasn't by choice, right? It just happened. Um, they didn't explain it fully. They did show him as a human and then as a beast. And the beast had like three spaces of movement instead of the normal two for flying units because he turned into a, a bird type creature, which seeing as he has wings makes sense. Um, so we don't know if you'll be able to control his change or it will be automatic every other turn. Uh, we'll find out when they get here mm -hmm. type thing. Because uh, like in... In the games, it's usually a, like dragons that it happens during the attack, but they've made it here, so it's actually something that shows up on the map as well. So right. I don't know if they have to attack first and then they're a beast until they go around without attacking, or if there's going to be a way to activate their beast abilities when you're ready to activate it. So. I, it'll be interesting to see, but it, it, it is going to add some interesting potential in the third year of Fire Emblem Heroes, and I really hope that uh, it, it's what people have been waiting for. You know, a lot of folks are looking for beast units, yeah. so hopefully this is it. I'm sure there are plenty who will complain and say they wish it had come sooner, but, I mean, the amount of uh, kind of, not really detail, but the amount of new abilities they kind of add with that, beast units and the fact that they turn into beasts and stay as beasts on the map to some degree uh, kind of explains why they took so long to figure out how to get them in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if it was just like the dragons and it was like, why is it taking so long? Well, it's so. nice. It's nice that they are different. Like, I agree with you because I think that if they just, they could have just thrown them in and like, yeah, they turn into a fox when they attack. Uh, just like the dragons turn into a dragon when they attack. The fact that we can see it represented on the map is something unique and different, and you're right, may prove to be worth the wait. So I'm glad that they're they're going to add a, a completely new type of unit as opposed to just, like, it's another dragon unit, you know? Like, it's not as, it's not as exciting. 
So. Yep. So we got a. About a month, a little less than a month to wait to, for that to finally show up. Uh, but until then, we also got the 3.0 update uh, with Book 3 launching. Um, in the 3.0 update, 3.0 update, uh, all the stuff not uh, involved with Book 3, we got several weapons updates. Uh, the White Wing Sisters got uh, unique weapons that essentially grant them their triangle attack to a degree. Uh, if I recall correctly, looking at them, they were able to, um, sorry, brain fart, uh, essentially it worked with any flyers. It didn't have to be the other two sisters, but, uh, it kind of worked as a triangle attack if you got all three of them together and smacked at one person type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, both original Robins got, uh, new weapons, uh, unique weapons, each similar to each other which makes sense since they are the same person. Uh, Agma got the Loyal Blade, which kind of fits with his character, um, him being very loyal to Talus, or was it Sita's country? I think it was Talus. I don't remember. Talus might be another character's name that I'm blanking on. And Navar uh, got the Scarlet Sword that he's named for. Fine. The Scarlet Blade, I think it was. So... Um, and all of which, as usual, with the upgraded weapons, are refinable. Uh, your wait for getting that Aversa that you deleted is finally over, and her and <laughs> Halloween Dorcas have come to the Holy Grail manual, oh. menu, as we figured would happen. I gotta go do that right uh, now. Just give me... T- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's good to know Sorry. that that uh, it's good to know that Aversa has come. So they they I didn't I must have yeah. missed that. Have they made that public? Eh? That they're they're adding yeah. It was years. part of the um, data when you were going through the giant list of what's coming in the 3.0 update. Oh, uh, that uh, Versa and Halloween or Dorcas Pumpkin Smasher are now summonable from the Holy Grail menu, and that's kind of what I figured when uh, those were the only two characters not available when uh, Holy Grail menu launched. I figured each month with the update, they'll add any characters that they feel have been out long enough that it's safe to put them in the Grail menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that if you're actually there and don't excellent, accidentally delete the characters, um, as I did with uh, Garon and you did with Aversa, uh, you actually, the people who get them right away, have some time with them before anyone can grab them. But anyone who misses the events can still eventually get them. It's usually kind of similar to the way that um, the sacred or yeah the seal forgement stuff works. Usually, a month or two after a tempest trial with new seals comes out, you can uh, create the seals in the seal forge if you miss that tempest trial event. Well, that's uh, that's really cool. I'm glad that we uh, we covered that on the show because I totally would have just probably come on the show two or three weeks later and be like, "Did you know a verse is in there?" And then you would have been like, "Ryan." Ryan. Yep. Yeah. Um, they also uh, made a change to the way story maps go. Uh, you no longer have to complete the normal story map uh, first before you can go into the. Uh, oh, what are they? Hard and harder. Uh, hard and lunatic. I think is what they are. Yep. Um, so you can do do it in any of them, and I noticed there is an option to. Uh, activate the story or not, at least on normal after you completed it the first time. What does that mean? So it looks like... uh, Essentially, when you're replaying it, you don't have to watch the story every time anymore. Oh, how do you turn that off? (laughs) 
<laughs> is it an option? Um, it was a new thing I noticed when I was trying to verify the name of um, Alphonse's mom. When you start right. up a chapter, uh, there's an option to skip dialogue. I pulled it up. It's in the thing when you're about to start the fight. Oh, yeah, there it is. Look at that. So after you've watched the story once, you can skip the dialogue. Yeah, because I so. don't want to watch that intro movie again. I've, I've seen it yep. many times, so that's good. Yeah, I watched it a couple times before it was even in the game. So yeah, me when too. When they launched it with the Faye channel. So. Uh, I watched it muted after the first time. Ah, not a big heavy metal fan? No, not. Or screamo metal or whatever. Oh, so out of left field. But I mean, that, that, that pretty much brings us right into the fact that book three is here. It has launched. And yep. uh, it came in with a scream, as uh, as we've been alluding to. And as it came with it in with a scream, there were a couple other minor quality of life updates, making it easier to jump around parts of the game or see different... Uh, bits of data like what season it is from different menus and stuff and yeah a bunch of minor stuff that came in with book three as well yeah yeah and that's stuff that we'll continue to to really enjoy as as we as we move forward with the game i think they always they always do some great quality of life stuff that i i didn't even know i i really needed but the fact that they show us i think there was one i noticed not too long ago where you're doing uh uh assault uh arena assault and it'll actually preview the team so you don't have to go into the map and see it you can actually tell who your enemies are going to be next which i yep, think is that was one of cool. the various things that came with 3.0 so yeah just really cool stuff uh but the big stuff that came with 3.0 book three uh, we got the launch of book three with new villains from the realm of the dead in the Fae channel we got the full ominous book three intro video as well as the ominous new poster for book three we talked about that video uh, it's got some screamo metal in it. It's very opposite of what we've come to expect from Fire Emblem Heroes. And, but I think it kind of fits because we finally got to meet Hell, her generals, Lif, uh, oh, pronounced Leaf. <laughs> I should have read ahead. And uh, we also meet uh, Thrasher. Thras- Thrasher? I believe they said Thrasier in the um, Fae channel. Yeah, see, I, I muted the video, so... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Thracier, uh, and the Princess of the Realm of the Dead, Air, who is our free unit, whom we will discuss in just a bit, for that you get for completing Chapter 1. In the first two chapters, we also get to meet Henriette and Gustav, who are Alphonse and Sharina's parents, as well as find out who Leaf and Thracier are. So... Yep, we finally got to meet Mama and Papa Asker. Like, kind of out of the blue, they just, like, they're just there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I was uh, distracted while the video was playing, and I had already seen it, so I wasn't, uh, you know, I have to watch it again and again. And I look back, and all of a sudden, there's Mama Asker, Henriette, just sitting right there. Wait, what? The first thing you see after the video is Henriette there to talk to Alphonse and Sharina. Oh, that's right, right, right. In book three. I was like, wait, did we so, miss Henrietta in yeah. like the first video or something? No, you're talking about... No, in book three, when you open up the first chapter. Yeah. You know, I looked away from the video because I had already watched it a couple times on YouTube and such. And it's like, oh, wow, mom, mama asks ask us here. Yeah. So, because... so so nice to finally meet her before she dies. Yeah. You no, really we don't know for case? sure. Uh, she could survive. Um, you know, she could survive right away. Uh as we'll discuss when we uh, go more over the actual chapters, 
unless we i think this is it this is where we talk about chapters yep so yeah uh as chapter two showed uh i believe papa asker there gustav signed his death certificate just filled it right out and was like here you go yeah usually when you're a dick to your kids um there's something else going on it's not even that he was a dick his whole speech at the end of chapter two is how could you make such a reckless choice as a ruler you have to think broader you have to think bigger you are not ready to be a ruler i will not be around forever at some day you will be a ruler and you need to learn to think better and i don't think i know of anything that can uh kill a character quickly than talking about how their successor is not ready not ready yet to succeed as the, well, succeed them i think his words were literally my de- my death will come sooner than you think and it's like well great dude why don't you just stab yourself in the chest like that's just that's just awesome anime oh, work right there yeah it's like his whole speech is like reading his obituary <laughs> yeah it is a bitch much and and the thing is like you see these characters and i'm not at all interested in seeing like i don't need to see more of these characters i thought that the the hell characters that they presented with their cool i was trying to figure out what the hell was going on in the video because like it just looked like they had like purple tints to them but it's like their skin oh. is translucent and you can see their skeleton underneath it's oh yeah so that, wicked. that was an interesting choice there uh everyone but air from the realm of the dead is see-through uh yeah. which i guess is why they allowed um Thrasir to go around pantsless because there's no actual uh genitals to see because you can just see through the skin wait she has no pants did i miss something yeah if you um pull up the uh like her character promo images yeah the character art they showed for her Hmm. i mean she sort of has pants Uh, it's not this one we have linked here but it's one of the other ones that first came out um it showed an actual character picture of her and uh, give me a second to pull it up and she she sort of has pants like side leggings but like the center of her pants you can see her uh pelvis bone and huh. uh leg joint that's really neat it's really cool that they've done that and they've kind of like you see like the black stuff all around the outside but the center has no clothing or anything and you can see your pelvis and legs as they in their sockets Oh, I wonder if this game's out in China though, because wouldn't they have issues with? They have issues with skeletons, skeletons. in games. Yeah. yeah, they they might have just made them red, like red clothes for China. Oh, maybe it it makes for an easy thing for. Uh, the tint makes for an easy fix for the Chinese market. Well, you just throw the opacity up to a hundred percent, and you're done. They yep, just got purple exactly. pants. Exactly. Yep, they're just wearing red, purple, or green clothes. Yeah. I, I thought that those characters look really cool. They've introduced them really, uh, really well. But uh, the Papa Mama Asker, like I just like Mama's all like, oh, yes, uh, you know, I'm honey and pleasant and sweet. And then Papa's just like, no, you're a terrible person and uh, you'll never be fit for ruler. Oh, and Sharina, don't don't speak unless you're spoken to. It's like, whoa. Yeah, he's a bit harsh, but I kind of partially see where he's coming from. You know, he is the ruler who has a son who needs to be his successor. Mm-hmm. And like he said, his death is coming sooner than you think. And it would appear sooner than he thinks. Cause his speech is like saying he doesn't expect to die right away, but you know, 
it's kind of a tough love type situation. His treatment of Sharina is a little overly harsh, yes. Yeah, like, be quiet. It's just, like, maybe he missed the whole Me Too movement, and maybe you don't speak to women like that, even if they are your daughter. It's just a little much. Uh, but you're right. I mean, he, know, he might know something we don't, right? It may have been partially like that. It kind of felt to me more like, you know, your brother needs to understand this. So stop interrupting. He needs to understand how serious this is. Because mm-hmm. he's going to be a ruler. He's going to be the next ruler. Because it does seem to be a more monarchy type thing. And Alphonse might technically be the older. So it would be line of succession, the older child. You know, usually the married in one doesn't get credit, get the um, right leader role, even if the oldest child is a female and can be the ruler. Yeah, no, I, just, I, so, I understand that. I just like he knows something we don't, which is, I think, what yeah, we're he was on. extremely harsh and, you know, rough or like it felt like hard love on them. And maybe I'm just wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt for the way he behaved. Well, I know? think you, you have to, right? Because there's clearly some story there we don't we don't know of yet. Well, yeah, like, you know, 20 years ago, he's the one who opened up the gate to the realm of hell and managed to create a block for it after that. But that block's finally weakening. Yeah. And it it seems like we discovered not in book three, but just the chapter previous to book three, that hell kind of has it out for us in, in, for some reason. And I think, I think that has to do with the way, uh, Gustav is, is acting like it's been 20 years. He knows they're coming for him. Like shit's going down. Yeah, there might be more story that comes to comes forward of to why hell is so gung ho. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, um, we did get our new hero, new mythic hero, Air Merciful Death, uh, for completing chapter book one. Uh, she is the free five star unit, uh, but she's the princess of the realm of the dead, um, and she's seems utterly loyal to her mother. Uh, but if you look at her description in the hero catalog. It does indicate that she is disquieted by her mother's increasing mercilessness towards the living. Hmm. Uh, so she seems loyal and seems to tr- follow her mother completely, but she's not fully in agreement with her campaign to kill the living. Yeah. And in chapter, the end of chapter, or the start of chapter one, somewhere in chapter or book, chapter one sorry I'm, I'm my terminologies are bounced around in my head uh somewhere in chapter one his her her mother says like look you can't help me you're too weak and you can either die or be useful and how i want you to be useful is to go with the living and infiltrate and then upon my order kill everybody and uh, yeah the um very last at the end of the last chapter of chapter one um mm-hmm. before we really have much uh details of what's going on with the realm of the dead why they're coming after us uh, essentially at the start of chapter five or book at the start of battle five of chapter one. Uh, yeah, it gets confusing with the way they number things or things, but, um, uh, you know, yeah, it shows up airs like I, you know, I can't defeat them. And her mom's like, yes, you can't, but you can go to the world of the living and infiltrate them. And when I command you kill them, um, so she sent as a Trojan horse to the Order of Heroes. Uh, the way 
the video showed, it makes it feel like she's going to turn on her mother. Mm-hmm. There is kind of a part of me that find thinks it would be more, or at least less predictable if she stays a quote-unquote villain. At least doesn't fight against her mother, but doesn't stop her. But then again, I guess that would be Leg Yarn again. Although Leg Yarn fought for her father. But that's a, you know, it just feels like, it feels very predictable if she does actually turn on her mother. Uh, but she is a our free unit as a flying colorless dagger unit uh, with her weapon. Yeah, no, lift your blessing. Sounded like you just repeated the F's gibberish. and J's. <laughs> yeah, there's F's and J's all hugging each other and making it hard to figure out how you pronounce that. Um, it grants her resistance plus three, uh, passive resistance plus three, and gives her an attack speed boost. If she is above 50% health, as well as preventing follow-up attacks, um, if she initiates uh, her ba- if if blah, 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 if she initiates the battle, the combat, um, and that is all on top of the usual dagger debuff uh, to all foes of I think it's defense and resistance minus seven uh, to all foes in two spaces of who she attacks, including her target. However. Um, as it seems to be the case with all of their weapons, judging from the uh, weapons that were added in the game, um, she it has the caveat that if the bonus uh, was is granted, she takes four damage. Um, if you look through the data mining, um, Leaf's weapon will damage one of his allies, and uh, Thrasir's weapon will, I think, debuff one of her debuff one or all of her allies when they attack. Hmm. So kind of a way to balance their power level to a degree, maybe. Um, She also comes with Iceberg in Swift Sparrow, as well as two new skills. Uh, Not sure if both or one one of them will be unique to her. I haven't double-checked which, if any of them, can be inherited. Um, Mystic Boost, which essentially nullifies Wrathful Staff effects. Uh, the re- I'm guessing the refinement or the actual Wrathful Staff skill, um, as well as the skills and weapons that attack the lower defensive stat. Uh, so essentially, dragon stones and other weapons that say if um, you know if it meets certain conditions, it'll attack the lower of the opponent's defense or resistance. Uh, her weapon, her Mystic Boost, nullifies that, as well as the uh, Wrathful Staff effect, which is. Um, calculates staff damage the same as any other weapon um, and heals six health after combat um, in her other skill sparkling boost uh, which heals the ally who has been dealt the most damage 10 hit points uh, but it does exclude her so she can receive the boost the sparkling boost hit points so she like passively heals your your team. Uh, and hurts herself, but one of her skills heals herself, so more than she hurts herself. So it's uh man, kind of a complex unit because as you as you probably could tell at home, folks, that was a, a lot to go through. Um, but it is interesting as our first mythic hero. Does this present us with how mythic heroes are going to work? Like it's a complex hero. It's very you know supportive of the entire team. Like. 
do we feel like this is an up like, we're going to talk about mythics specifically but do we feel air is an upgrade above what we would normally expect from legendary heroes like is this a new tier a bit of one um definitely has some interesting skills um like i said the weapon where it hurts herself if if she gets all the effects of it um does seem to be a similar thing to or does seem to fit with what was mentioned in discord that in norse mythology air i believe is a god of healing uh norse god of healing so Mm -hmm. the uh, passively healing 10 hit points automatically as well as the healing six health thing kind of fits with that um so uh that kind of fits there it's um, when we get to the Mythic Hero stuff, there's stuff that makes me not sure it'll be the same with the Mythic Heroes per se. Uh, but it does also feel like the Mythic Heroes might be um, within manageable reason kind of bit more powerful than a Legendary Hero. Okay, well, before we move it- on to that then, I- I'm wondering, like, when they set up Air as this traitor, you know... Uh, it waiting in the wings and you had mentioned that maybe her descriptor sounds like she is probably going to be swayed by asker's you know treatment or of the, the living. order's treatment of her and yeah of the living and i mean we're she is specifically handed over to us the summoner at the end of chapter two and she says like oh do with me what you will and it's like She's anticipating yeah, she's like, torture of some I'm, kind i'm your prisoner aren't i or something like that in her yeah. summon well, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm glad that she's not, you know, this evil, maniacal. Because we got that with Loki. Loki is the character who just kind of, you know, is embedding speak, herself in in places. Speak, speak of the devil, it does definitely seem like Loki is not connected to the realm of the dead at all. No, she's actually trying to convince Veronica, Veronica to, have Emma to come help. and, yeah, come and close the gate to the realm of the dead because she's like yeah if they kill off asker then you know they're gonna come after you next and veronica's still like i if they kill off asker all the better so but it's like the question becomes is loki the nick fury of the fire emblem heroes franchise (sighs) (laughs) she needs an eye patch first of all well there is that and Loki is more Marvel Loki than Nick Fury in that, you know, Loki serves himself to a degree. He has some other wants and needs in Marvel, but he does whatever he feels is best for him and for his goals. True. You know, uh, Loki can't really create much chaos if everything's dead. Right. So her prime the realm of the dead taking over won't help her create chaos, which she loves doing. I see, you know? Yeah, and we do see that with Loki. He does, in the Marvel Universe, he does tend to, like, curve his behavior when when things going really bad. Yeah, like, you know, in Thor Ragnarok, he helped out because, once again, hell, uh, causing issues would not be good for him. No, exactly. So, okay, well, I stand corrected then. You know... So, uh, Nick Fury is unquestionably good, even if he's willing to do not-so-good stuff to get there. 
mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense, yeah. So do you have do you have any other thoughts on air before we start talking about mythic heroes and mythic seasons? Um I think most of my other thoughts can do relate to mythic heroes and mythic seasons. Um she's an interesting character. I haven't done much with her. Uh she is quite apathetic. She seems to not care one way or another about most stuff. But she'll be an interesting character to have around. Yeah. And she's replaced Fjorm on the uh, page or yeah. on the button. The icon, for sure. Yeah, icon, no, I, I think right. she's really, uh, she's she's interesting. I've been using her quite a bit. She has not replaced Fjorm, but she remains close to my team, I guess. So. so- Quickly, before we dive fully into Mythic Heroes and Mythic Seasons, I meant to do this when we were actually talking about book. Um, how literal do you think the video and poster are? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I saw that in the notes. And um, yeah, the video appears to be showing the... Here's my interpretation of it. It appears to be showing Alphonse's worst nightmares in that he is seeing his parents dead his sister dead. Uh, he's fighting his mortal enemy. Um, I think that's real. But I think Sharina being killed. I think her parent, like all the black and white stuff. It's all his. It's all his worst nightmares manifested. But I do believe some of that will come to to happen because uh, shit's got to go yeah. down, right? Yep, I agree. Definitely, the video seems kind of more like a nightmare sequence. And if you recall the. Uh, book two video wasn't exactly literal. You didn't have Surtur creating a giant bubble of flame that um, Fjorm caused giant icicles to fight back against. Mm-hmm. Um, the more disturbing and ominous one is the uh, poster, which is an amazing poster, and I have it as my um, lock screen on my tablet because it is such an amazing poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it straight up shows Sharina seemingly dead. You know. Right. So where do we see is she in the she's at the top of the poster, is that what you're saying? Yeah. The person head hair sprayed out swayed out, I mean, does not look old enough to be Henriette. It's you think definitely she's female. Dead, though? I didn't catch that though. Well I didn't think she looked black, dead. The black neck tie and eyes closed like that and i believe you can see her hands folded over her chest she could just be sleeping though <laughs> yeah she could be sleeping but or she she, she could have gone to the farm dead. we don't know that she could have gone to the farm yes the imagery makes her appear dead <laughs> i know i'm just i'm uh so i'm being flippant with know, the character's death uh, I, I, I definitely feel that if they do kill her it is going to be a situation of like in our fights to or in our fights with blah, blah, blah. through the story mode we'll find some way of preventing it or reversing it because if they don't they're going to have a lot of they're going to have to give me a pretty good ex- explanation of why they're getting rid of the best character from the Asker trio yeah I look at this poster again and I, I think you're right I kind of look at it and now that you now that you point it out to me uh, the flowers surrounding her kind of appear, and the flowers surround the entirety of the background. Kind of yeah. looks like you you've laid her to rest, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and it makes sense. We're dealing with death. We're dealing with hell. 
maybe maybe yep. that's why we venture into hell to save maybe save we do eventually enter the realm of the dead itself yep yeah i can see that that's not a bad uh that's not a bad assumption i i agree it would suck if they killed serena i do like her she's one of the yeah. Kill, killed her and kept her dead it would really suck because alphonse is a wet noodle and anna's just anna so yeah serena is kind be... of the most unique of the three for sure Yep, I was looking some stuff up, and I'd love for Jake to show up. Who's Jake? Uh, he's a character who's shown up throughout the Fire Emblem series as a romantic partner to Anna. Oh, I have no idea who Jake is. But yeah, that'd be nice. Yes, you do. You actually have him. What? In Shadow Dragon. Really? When I was looking through the info, the ballistician you picked up in Chapter 11 is apparently in lo- uh, the Jake in love with Anna. Huh. And that one. Well, there you so, go. I've learned something new about Shadow Dragon. I learned it new myself a day or two ago when I was looking through stuff. So, uh, but as as we were saying, we do have the new Mythic Heroes and Mythic Seasons. Yeah. So book three brings a new type of hero, which is the Mythic Hero, with Air being our first. Uh, and we're gonna break this down so as to not overcomplicate this. Alongside Mythic Heroes, we have Mythic Seasons, which include four new elements and corresponding seasons. The elements are Light, Dark, Astra, and Anima. And like Legendary Heroes, you get a blessing to attach to various heroes when you summon a character of that element. These heroes assist in Aether Raids on a rotating cycle, Light and Dark swapping weekly with Astra and Anima on Mondays at 2 a.m. Eastern. So, let's... So, the the new seasons... um, the light and dark was leaked, I believe, through the tactic drills. Is that correct? Uh, it was learning with Sharina on the website where it hmm. was uh, more or less leaked. Um, because one of the images of Sharina talking about ether raids showed uh, the light and dark uh, logos on the top of the thing. But we had no clue what they were and what they meant. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. I had a half, half hiccup in my throat. I mean, I find it kind of interesting that they have chosen to make it so that you never have, like, light and anima or astra and dark. It's always light and dark and astra and anima. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of an interesting choice there. Yeah, like, kind of like pairings. You know, they well, they are pairings. And they, they kind yep. of appear to have this duality to them. And I, and I kind of dig that. Um, although it kind of pigeonholes them for adding new ones, uh... In, in, in a sense, I think, but I could be wrong. Um, not entirely. Uh, I mean, the the really weird part is the fact that the, um, according to the book or the Mythic Heroes stuff, they've they're going to start the cycle already. It's going to be six more months, seven more months before we get one of all four types of heroes unless they double up on a uh on a um element mm-hmm. uh, uh we'll discuss why it's going to be so long but um in a, in a second here uh but it's going to be a while before you can have at least one of all four elements so once they get all four elements in you can set up two defense teams and two attack teams to get all the benefits from during your ether raid stuff but it's they're already swapping the seasons 
So you have air. She could have she helped in ether raids last week, but this coming week, this starting tomorrow, she's gonna be useless for a week. You can still have her in there if she's a decent fit for your team, but she's not gonna give any bonus boost. Right. Because it will be an Astra and Anima season. Oh. So that that was what was really weird about it all. Yeah, we're already in a we're already in an Astra and Anima season, yeah. Because I think they just it literally just rolled over as we were recording, but um, it is interesting. Well, it rolls over at two a.m. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, it hasn't started yet, but yeah. uh, we are not recording at two a.m., folks. We would not sound this chipper. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's really cool that they're they're expanding upon these these seasons and the bonuses. I mean, the bonuses. It's like some beautiful mind stuff here that that Eddie's laid out. So we will get to that in a bit, but it is kind of crazy he's got math in here everyone he put math in the notes that's against the rules eddie i mean the basic bonuses are like with legendary blessing heroes Mm -hmm. they receive double xp and sp and um each hero will give a specific buff uh for example air gives hp and res plus five hp plus five and resistance plus five uh if you send if you send someone in who has a light blessing with her during uh light season into ether raids hmm. uh but the other blessings they give for ether raids yeah that's a bit more complicated and we'll cover in a moment oh, okay well we will we will cover in a moment um so as best as we can yeah yeah as i will try to connect the dots for everyone so air will appear on the legendary banner for this month we know that and the next mythic hero will appear in january uh with legendary and mythic heroes swapping monthly after that so just to break it down, December, Mythic Hero. Je- oh, so is December both Mythic and Legendary, but because Air so, is not new? There's a Legendary Hero banner at the end of this month. Right. Um, the uh, we Air will be part of that banner. Mm-hmm. I suspect and speculate that there will be a new Legendary Hero as well at the end of the month. Okay, so while uh, we're on that, who do you think it'll be? I think it'll be Gustav. Gustav. Uh, both Gustav and Henriette have weapons in their p- pictures. So they're kind of set up that eventually we'll get them. Um, with Gustav, likely I find it probable that he, um, you know, more likely to die right earlier, whereas Henriette might manage to survive longer, if not the whole chap- whole book. Um, you know, I think he, like Gunther, he is potential for the December legendary hero. Um, essentially the reason I think there's going to be a legendary hero is that as of last month, we have five, uh, legendary or mythic heroes per banner. Mm -hmm. And as I pointed out, uh, when we got the banner last month, there were only three scheduled at the time which is actually why I speculated that we would get a free colorless, which turned out to be right, hero with book three. And I still believe we'll get another legendary hero, so we have the five. Right. So. Um, well, that, so that is interesting. So essentially December is setting a precedent for mythic heroes appearing as dupl- as secondary summons in a legendary banner, right? Does that make sense? Maybe. 
Maybe I didn't explain. Like, I mean, we'll see. But do we feel yeah. like air will appear again in February when we when we circle back to, or maybe the mythic hero in January will appear again in the legendary banner in February, or do we have to kind of wait to see? I believe, and I could be completely wrong. This I believe we will have at least one mythic hero per banner, and we might have more than one. Um, I could be completely wrong on that. It could be that they'll just rotate them out, and there might be a month that we have absolutely no mythic heroes on the banner. Mm -hmm. um, if we look at the cattle or the list I have, we have uh, Ike, Erica, Tiki, and Lynn coming in January. Uh, and that fifth hero will be a mythic hero. Um Due to the coloring we already have, it seems likely that that fifth year will be another colorless uh, because we won't have Robin back until February. Um, for all I know, Air will come back in January as well, and we'll have six heroes on the banner. Uh, it's, it's all up in the air until we know for sure what they're planning to do. Uh, when the December banner comes out, and tells us when air will be coming back. We'll have a better idea of what's going on in January. Um, so it's 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 a mess that I'm just guessing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean we won't have to wait long to find out because we, we'll legend we'll have the legendary banner in a, in another week or so, and then we'll have and then the end of January we'll be here before we know it. But the fact that you suggest Gustav could be that legendary hero at the end of December is interesting because we're not going to get more story chapters until mid-January because we're looking at back-to-back -back yep. two special hero banners, right? Yeah, that is correct. Um, and I think we had a similar thing last year. Mm -hmm. There might have been... I think we got a, um, a regular banner instead of just a Hero Fest banner last year when Book 2 came out. Uh, but I think right after the um, regular banner, we got the Christmas and then New Year's special hero banners right away so it's not unheard of that they might do that they mm. pulled off to give chapter three for sure so uh well it'll be interesting to see how things go uh there are so here we let me continue here uh there are however it's restrictions on who can be a mythic hero even though they are a little vague only godlike characters from the series can become mythic heroes air being the daughter of the god of death qualifies for her now you have some thoughts here on what what you think some mythic heroes could possibly be in the future uh yeah um with the way they say only godlike characters from the series um it makes me feel like any of the characters you play as during the games in the series are not eligible mm -hmm. um so like i mean the only one who might come close would be marth uh because during awakening time he's thought of as a legend and a myth to a degree, um, or he's just, you know, he is honored heavily. Uh, but I think it might end up being characters like Mila or Duma or Grima, the various dragons, you know, that are the good or evil gods that you fight in the in the games. Um, or it could even be like the uh, eight crusaders they talk about in the um, in Shadow Dragon, because. You know, they constantly emphasize is descended from this character. Her, you know, their bloodline is descended from this character and that character. And it could be a way to get those characters who have never really been in 
you know, definitely not playable, but never really been in the uh, games so far. You know? Yeah. I think it's a really cool opportunity to to explore some of those heroes that we might, like like you said, we might not have seen, might not have been able to actually play and interact with. And they've already set precedent for it by giving us bad guys uh, to control in the game. So it wouldn't be a far stretch to start giving us some some truly epic characters. So uh, looking forward to that. We've delayed it long enough. Let's do the math on what these heroes do. Now, you laid this out. I do not want to take this away from you. Also, I'll probably butcher it further. So I want to know, what's the math on these boosts? Because it's some like so, red yarn type type stuff going on here. Uh, yeah, essentially light and astra heroes will uh, increase the amount of lift you gain during a successful attack if they go into um, into an ether raid battle. Mm. Uh, this is straight from the uh, message about mythic heroes being here in the game, but essentially it's the mythic heroes count. Uh, for the light season, it's one so far because air is the only one so far. Times the blessed hero counts, the number of heroes that have been blessed. Um, as far as I'm aware, on attack, you can only ever have five characters in the going in. I don't think there's a sixth slot. Sixth slot. So, as of now, until we get a second mythic hero, that's a max of four. Mm-hmm. Times ten, plus the mythic hero merge count. Now. In the notice, they make it a little weird. It uncertain whether it's 10 plus the Mythic Hero merge count or the Mythic Hero merge count is just a number that's added. So, you know, it may be a point that automatically you get one or you get zero, and then if you merge air to a plus one, you get one extra lift. So instead of, you know, during a light season, instead of getting... Uh, 100 lift lift uh, having her in there you get 101 lift or I guess 121 if you have five heroes mm-hmm. the max so, lift you can get right now before actually before this change was 100 was it wasn't it just 100 um I had not done any with a fifth uh, character uh, but it seemed to be 20 per hero with a 20 for having one of the bonus heroes. I think so it, it still caps at a hundred, but I, because I have five heroes now, and it's st- and like when I do manage to keep all my heroes alive, it's still capped at a hundred. But maybe you think maybe this pushes it over? That'd be interesting. This would theoretically push it over, unless they are capping it at a hundred. Um, in theory, I don't like I said, I haven't tested it out. In theory, and with five heroes, you should be able to get a hundred and twenty lift. Mm-hmm. But as long as you have a bonus hero as part of it and the bonus hero survives. I don't know if you lose the bonus hero 20 points for um, if they die, but um, in theory this should help you lift you know, lift up higher. Um, now, Anima and Dark Heroes, however, uh, they are more defensive units in that they reduce the amount of lift lost during a failed defense during the appropriate season. And the formula for that is the mythic hero count, a maximum of two mythic heroes on the defensive team, times the blessed hero count, number of heroes with a dark or anima defense, or dark or anima blessing, times four. So you don't 
you know, it's not a full 10, like, with, uh, you know, increased lift, but it's times 4, plus the Mythic Hero merge count of a max of 20. If you're going to only have max 2 Mythic Heroes counting towards it, it makes sense that you would max that out at 20. <laughs> so. Well, uh, a lot of a lot of math going on there, and I, I know folks who are looking to maximize their ether raids just like they have with other modes in the game that's it's quite exciting to see so if uh if, if you understood if you understood everything that just happened then uh that's great I, honestly it's like I, it does make sense to me because it, the bonuses are directly attributed to uh your your mythic heroes you're bringing in and as we said before it sounds like we're gonna have to wait for the next mythic hero to to have benefited this week but um air's time to shine will will certainly circle around in the near future yep. uh eddie i'll give you a bit of a break and we'll talk about the first summon tickets and ether raids this is the final piece of the book three puzzle and with the update we received a new structure called an escape ladder uh, which is an offensive structure this structure refunds the cost of a failed ether raid attack up to three times per season starting at one time per season at level one so you can max it up to to three have you been looking at these new buildings and min-maxing at all, or? Um, I've never been a big, big min-maxer. So, and with Smash this week, I never even got into Ether raids, and it's past six p.m., so they're closed for the season. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of missed a week there. So it it happens. It does, yeah. It's I'm enjoying really... Ether raids when I get in. I just was kind of distracted with Smash, so. <laughs> That will happen, uh, but something that did light up the Discord was the fact that of these first summon tickets, and they are being off. So we, we it's a new item called the first summon ticket. Tickets give an additional free first summon on the corresponding banner. They are limited to specific banners and vanish if not used. We recently uh, received a daily first summon ticket for the Hero Fest that launched with Book 3, and the only other confirmed way to receive them will be from Forging Bonds, which I think is it awesome addition i cannot wait uh do, do we have a new forging bond coming up new really soon i know we i know we talked uh, like we january. talked about it forever ago oh january um, oh, okay the fate channel stated it would be in the january forging bonds with the um radiant dawn heroes in january we will be getting a forging bonds okay uh so it seems likely that'll be a four hero banner with these tickets right and you hit up the discord and they had some thoughts on this new ticket system right yeah, I um just posited because when I first logged in to Book Three after it launched, um after two a.m. after it launched, and looked at it, the first thing that popped up after you exit the news was a essentially bonus login bonus screen for seven uh tickets. Now I was relieved to see the next thing after that was the typical twenty orb screen. 20 orb um login bonus mm-hmm. uh but it made me wonder uh do you think they might actually start setting us up with uh ticket login bonuses instead of orb login bonuses and if people would prefer that over the orb login bonuses um because essentially if it is a seven ticket uh login bonus like it was for this one uh that's 35 orbs worth of tickets uh essentially um because each ticket is considered five orbs because it's your first summon. And, you know, otherwise you'd be spending five orbs. 
Um, and it was pretty much unanimous that everyone, and I agree, would prefer to keep the orb ones because the orbs have a bit more flexibility. Essentially, you know, if you just are getting orbs, even if it is 13 orbs, you can use them on any banner. If you're getting the tickets, you have to use them on the banner that is currently running. And if you don't want any of the heroes from that banner, it's like, I'd rather have the orbs for another banner, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Like, at first, when I logged in, like you did, I saw the tickets, and I'm like, ah, I do like to sometimes, you know, stash my orbs. Like, looking at this this whole week and, and what we're going to talk about next, I don't think I'm going to be doing a lot of summoning this week or, or next week. So having those 35 orbs would have been nice. However, I, I did like the addition of the, hey, your first summon is free. I like that taste, even if I'm not going to touch the banner. And the fact that they're prioritizing these tickets towards banners that are probably going to be more popular than the new power banner or the heroes with X skill, it is kind of exciting to get those tickets only if they're not replacing uh, the login bonus for free free orbs because I don't want to see that go away. Yeah, I kind of agree. As long as they continue to be the normal login bonus and from what the calendar was saying, it does confirm that login bonuses are considered to be orbs over 10 days. Um, as long as it doesn't delete the orbs, I'm all for them giving us random uh, sets of tickets, even if it is daily like it was with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also, you know, fine with them putting them in random quest chains or uh, other things, you know, like forging bonds or for all we know, there'll be some in Tempest Trials as well. Oh, I, I am uh, beyond stoked for these tickets appearing outside of just the login bonus. The fact that they might be appearing in quests and for surely in the rewards for forging bonds, that will have me pushing through to do that mode. Yep. You know, even though I don't, I don't, I don't dislike that mode. I like the mode. It's just sometimes there's just not enough time. But but if they're prioritizing those type of rewards there, I'm all in, man. That sounds great. And like I said, we still don't know what's. Uh, how common the summon t- for summon tickets are going to be. Uh, you know, we know they're going to come in the Forging Bond events, and they gave one with this Hero Fest. Beyond that, we have no clue if there are going to be any other ways to get them or what those other ways are. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if they're going to exclude them to uh, Hero Fest-type banners when they pop up. Uh, we don't know if they're going to be part of the monthly... Oh, no, it can't really be part of the monthly quests, but or if certain quest chains will pop up that have them. It's one of those things we'll find out as we get there. Exactly. Exactly. And our immense episode continues with uh, a, a big news drop that happened last night. The Gifts of Winter banner and Life is But Fleeting Tempest Trials arriving in just a few short days. Uh, As I said last night, we got a video for the Christmas banner, Gifts of Winter, with three new heroes and a fourth hero that will be coming in the Life is But Fleeting Tempest Trials, starting the same day as the banner. The heroes are split between the Binding Blade, Roy's Game, and Sacred Stones with Cecilia, almost said Celica again, Cecilia, Festive Instructor from Binding Blade, being a dagger unit from the Tempest Trial. Eddie, Uh, Christmas is here. Yep, and for Christmas, Fire Emblem has given us chicken. Mm. Well, a chicken dragon again. Uh, Faye returns uh, for the first character in our Christmas banner. Uh, Faye Holiday Deer 
from Binding Blade in all her multi-hundred-year-old glory that still looks like you might be considered uh, inappropriate for giving her too much affection. Uh, perhaps perhaps the Manicat were hunted in a leave for their beauty regimen. People wanting to know how to look that young being that old. Uh, but she is a green armored chicken dragon unit with her weapon glittering I promise I'll learn how to talk one of these days. Might be useful as a podcaster. Glittering breath plus it grants a defense and resistance boost based on the number of allies within two spaces of her times two. As well as the usual Dragonstone buff, uh, which Aaron now nullifies, which is um, if you, if she is attacking at two spaces away, she uses the lower of the opponent's defense or resistance. Uh, she also comes with Luna, a Vengeful Fighter, uh, seemingly a cr- Christmas tradition at this point, in Armor March, as well as a new skill, Defense Resistance Bond 3, uh, which grants plus 5 to defense and resistance during combat if the unit is adjacent to an ally. So, continuing filling out the Bond uh, series of skills, uh, this time being defense and resistance. Cool. So. No, it's, a, it's great to have chicken, uh, Fire yes. Emblem chicken. Now, I do have to note, um, I took a glance at the Life is But Fleeting it, uh, page uh, with all the uh, sprites of all the characters, mm-hmm. and there are Christmas capes. The oh. other three characters all have Christmas capes. Faye doesn't look to have a... Or armored capes, I should say. So there were no armored capes, but... But there are capes. Yes, they're wearing capes. There are no capes that are serving as armor, per se. Uh But if you take a look at the bonus heroes, you can see a bit of a cape sticking out from behind um, the other three there. Actually, no, even Faye has a cape. (laughs) It's a a Christmas cape. A Christmas cape miracle. Everybody has a Christmas... You get a Christmas cape. Look under your chair right now, Eddie. You also have a Christmas cape. Also... Looking through it, it looks like... Robin and Lister are the only two without a cape, and Robin's wearing more of his traditional robe, just Christmassy. So he could almost be argued to have almost a cape. <laughs> you can't go wrong with the Christmas cape. I will go buy one as well. Uh, Ephraim, sparkling gallantly, the first of the twin lords of Reneus, Rene, shows up again with all the flexibility we expect from him at this point, wielding a, and I'm not sure you will be shocked, a lance. Dun, dun, dun. He clearly follows Hector in his method of picking weapons from the armory that aside, Ephraim is an armored lance unit wielding festive Sigmund, which accelerates special trigger and gives a buff to all four stats if he is not adjacent to an ally. He also comes with Dragonfang, Bold Fighter, the other Christmas tradition, and Close Guard as well as the new skill Attack Slash Defense Solo, giving a plus six boost to Attack Slash Defense if he is not adjacent to an ally. Ephraim, Sacred Stones, man. I'm just these. I don't. I find these characters kind of boring, but I I could be completely in the wrong here. Yeah. Um. In theory, hopefully, we'll eventually get to it during Game Club. Uh, which yes, we have to work on for Shadow Dragon as well. But <laughs> yeah. um. But that is a game we can do. But yeah, I haven't played that much into it, so they don't attract uh, me that much either. Um. To be honest, uh, it's primarily my 
uh, Pokemon mentality with these being limited time heroes other than popping up in legendary banners. Uh, once a year you can get them, not counting the those legendary banners. Um, so I like to get them all as soon as I can type thing. Uh, so. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see Faye sitting there with group hug. Ephraim standing here like, get away from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ephraim seems to be kind of like a solo type guy anyway, so it oh, kind yeah. of fits. Uh, yep, and the other twin lord from Renee shows up uh, with Erica, gentle as snow. Uh, she has a bit more flexibility than her brother, being uh, she is an armored staff unit, healer unit, who comes with the Joyous Lantern Plus, which gives her defense resistance plus five. Or actually, no, sorry. It doesn't give her defense resistance plus five. It gives the ally with the highest attack defense and resistance plus five at the start of the turn. Mm. Uh, she also comes with Restore Plus, Heavenly Light, Staff, uh, which is the one that prevents their foes from counterattacking. And the new skill of Attack Opening, which is essentially the same effect as her staff, but it grants attack plus six to the ally with the highest attack at the start of the turn. Okay, so a point that I latched onto here, is this the first armored healer? I believe so. Hmm. Well that's so that's we, we finally finally got our last um last uh healer or last movement type healer finally filled in. Because uh, the game started with infantry and uh, mount and horse healers. Uh, with Halloween, we got our—I believe—we got our first flying healer, and now with Christmas, we're getting our first armored healer. Cool. I kind of—I dig that. That's kind of neat. Maybe maybe this banner yeah, certainly is a little more interesting. Yep, it's kind of nice that if you're uh, building a armored team, you finally can actually have a healer on your team um, if you want a healer there. Yeah. yeah actually that that is a very good point that kind of makes erica really interesting to be honest if you're running she, she's armor definitely emblem. really interesting and she's someone who, who can help out even if she's not on the front lines hmm. i mean her being armored she's going to be kind of slow to move forward i mean you want her to be somewhat close to your other allies but if she's a uh lean or two back she still helps out because she grants Essentially, act, attack, defense, and resistance boost to the person with the highest attack on this team. Right. But it's kind of cool. It's like a medic tank. It's kind of neat. Although susceptible to yep. magic, though. So I guess that is... Well, we, we don't know our stats yet. Uh, we True. should find those out when the actual thing, because um, normal, uh, normal Fire Emblem games, armored units are high defense, low resistance... Uh, but because of the way um, Fire Emblem Heroes is kind of set up with the armored teams and stuff, you will find some armored heroes who are high resistance, low defense types of trains or m medium defense. So hmm. it's not always a guarantee that the armored units are low resistance these True. days. Yeah, well, we'll find out in the coming days as the banner is here on the 18th, correct? Yep, the banner shows up on the 18th, uh, pretty much a day and a half away, well, at 2 a.m. on the 18th, So, as well as the Tempest Trial starting right then, so we'll finally find out if uh, 
Cecilia is Cecilia is an armored unit as well, or if she's uh, just a dagger unit. Huh. Neat. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Uh, okay, Summoner's Focus. That was that was a big chunk of content. We're gonna wrap up the show here, but we're gonna basically close out with the fact that Summoner's Focus is gonna be back next week. We we did delay this week. We knew it was gonna be a hefty show. So you can go ahead and vote in our straw poll for your Thracia 776 choice. Uh, the link will be in Discord as well as the show notes this time. Game Club, uh, just still, we're still on hiatus. Actually, I, I had a note here to skip this, so I don't know why I'm talking still. Uh, Game Club will be returning to an episode near you in the near future. Stay tuned. Um, Realm Gate, we are both playing Smash Brothers. We will both talk about our love of Smash Brothers and the Fire Emblem characters within it in the near future, probably next week, because we'll have uh, we'll have some time for that. Eddie, before we jet out of here, do you have any final words for our fine listeners? Yeah, I've noticed you're overly familiar with everyone. We are we are very popular people here at Summoners Call. Visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com/fay. Email the show, Faye at GamersInPodcast.com. You can check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers In Discord over at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Just had a new listener pop in there. Quick shout out to... Uh, <laughs> I, for- I forgot. I didn't write down the name, but I was so excited to see new people popping into the Discord. They know who they are. Uh, maybe we'll do a proper shout out in the in the future. That was totally dropped the ball on that one. But go to bit.ly slash TGI Discord and join in on the fun. Follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, eddie at drellfear. And don't forget to follow at the gamers in for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning. Uh, where is it? Nick, Nick Lol 2. Shout out to Nick Lol 2.